You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, I got you. Here we go. We do a podcast for you on this glorious uh, Tuesday. What's up, Al? Oh, hi there, Jerry. Uh, so I did go uh, axe throwing this weekend. I know you did. It was a pretty good time. It's fun. Yeah, I wouldn't was, go every week, but it's fun. Yeah, it was fun to do. I was surprised it wasn't more crowded for a Friday night. I think, this is my opinion. Yeah. I think that burst on the scene mm-hmm. was very popular. Yes. And now, it's got, just out there. It got boring. I didn't say it got boring, I, but I will tell you, like, I went twice. We went with two different sets of friends, one time each. Which place did you go to? The one in Matawan, on Route 34. Oh, okay. Um... It's more towards Old Bridge, but it's, it's still a matter one. I did it. It was fun. It's not something I'm looking to go do again anytime soon, though. Correct. That's the that's the thing. That's the I problem. Think. Yeah, we went Saturday night to a place called Stumpy's mm-hmm. in uh, in I don't know what the heck. Where where's your old radio station? Eatontown. Okay. In Eatontown, New Jersey. Yeah, it's in like a uh, an office park, which was weird, and it was do a they fun need time. High ceilings. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a fun time, but you're right. Would I go back there? I would go back again. I don't know yeah, when. Like maybe six months from now. Yeah, and it'd probably be uh, maybe if you did it with a group of people. Yes. Like just Gina and I went, and uh, they taught you how to throw the thing, mm-hmm. and then we just played like a bullseye game. Whoever mm-hmm. got more bullseyes. We weren't keeping score of the other right, thing. Right, we were just right. throwing around. But I was like, mm, I wonder when what's going to be sore when I wake up tomorrow morning. And I was. My sides were really? sore. My calf was sore. Your calf? Yeah. I, from I no standing idea. and throwing an axe? Yeah. Well, I was, you know, I was really leaning into it. You do walk, right? I do walk, yeah. A lot. Yeah. I guess it was a different. That's strange. Just sort of a different motion. But it was weird, too. Like, that's the type of place where you can bring alcohol in. Yeah, I, I know. And then just whip an axe around. Yeah. It's like a gun range. You can bring whiskey. Yeah, it was strange. That, that part was a little weird. Gun range. But it is bizarre that you're dealing with these sharp blades Yes. And you can drink. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I wonder what, like, I was just thinking of them as a business when I was leaving. Because, yeah. like I, I said. I always it, do. Yeah. When we went on a Friday night, we went at seven. When we were done by eight, it was not a lot of people in there. Right. It was a couple. But I was like, hmm, what's this guy, what's this guy making? So the qu- first question here. is, what's the rent? What's the rent, as you brought up, what's the insurance for yeah. a place where you're allowed to bring alcohol in and then throw axes? Right. Or hatchets. Yeah. It's got to be a lot. Yeah. What I couldn't figure out, when I was looking at places to go, there was a place in Freehold, which was way more expensive than this place in Eatontown. And I don't know what, hmm. why. Well, maybe the was... rent's more. Yeah, I guess. I don't Yeah. It, they might but... have a bigger facility, which means the rent is higher. And they might not have as many courts or whatever you would call it. Yeah. Um, and you need to make your money. I, I don't know. I do know. I've told you rent rates are ridiculous right now. So even for like a business park, I couldn't imagine that that guy is spending any less than $14 a square foot for everything. It's maybe even 15. So if you, how big would you say the place was? Mm, not gigantic, but I could probably see the four or 5,000 square feet at least. Probably. Right, so right off the bat, you're talking he's got to make $75,000 to cover his rent. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of money in a year. It is a lot of money. Yeah, going it to nothing. It is a lot of money. Going to your rent. 
and then your insurance, and then you got to pay employees. Yeah, and they're they're knowledgeable about axe throwing. Like the 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 girl who taught us how to do it looked like she knew how to throw axes. I'm sure she did. I'm sure he's got website fees. And then they had like a, they were selling a bunch of T-shirts with like axe. Which uh, they're not selling a lot of those axe double entendres on of uh, you know just like weird like. Yeah, I'm sure they sell some, but that's not that's not really eating into their bottom yeah. line. Yeah, and they did have like a snack booth. Okay. But I don't understand any of these places that allow you to bring alcohol. Like, we have such a weird state in New Jersey where, you know, anywhere else you go in the country, if I have an axe throwing place and I want to sell alcohol, I just sell alcohol. Right. Like, New Jersey's got this. We have laws. We have alcohol. New York, too, I think. Where you have to have a alcohol license. Yeah. But it's weird. Like, you have to have, like, if I go to a restaurant, they can't sell me a beer, but I could bring as many beers in as I want. That's, oh, you're talking about the, the BYOB. Yeah, that's yeah. weird too. Like I understand, hey, there's no no alcohol in here. There's mm-hmm. no liquor license. But then why why am I allowed to bring a beer in there? They're just not allowed to sell it to you and make money on it. But I can't bring a beer in Target and walk around and drink it. I don't know. You know what I mean? I do not. I don't understand how these laws are made, where they come from. I don't me know. Me neither. I also think how much it must suck to be a restaurant that doesn't have a liquor license. Because think of how much... If you go out and have a couple drinks, like what that adds to your bill. Also lowers your insurance. To not have a liquor license? For sure. Yeah. Um, and you got to pay for the liquor license. That's gotta, true. Which is, I would think in New Jersey, I know a liquor license to open a liquor store, I believe starts in the seven figure range and you're buying existing uh, licenses. I don't believe they have any, you can't just apply for one and get one from the state. You have to buy one that someone's selling because they only issue so many of them. I don't know what it would be in a restaurant if it's if you're talking a million dollars plus. That's again another big nut that takes you a long time to make back. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I think like if you're a restaurant that doesn't serve alcohol, you have to sell bottled water. Like you For know sure. they make the nice bottled yes. waters. We like went a- to a place in uh, Freehold yeah. on Friday night called Charcoal. Charcoal. It was really good. It was a it was a usually bring your owns are not that big. I know Patricia's and Homedale is a nice size, but most bring your owns or, or smaller scale restaurants. This place had two floors to it. The decor was great. The vibe was great. Really nice place, but it was be, bring your own. But that was the first thing they did. Can we interest you in some? And they were showing like it was wine. Yeah, bottled wine. And bottle. they pour it like wine. No, we're good with table water. Like We're not here to drink water. So Yeah, we're slamming some wines. I mean, pretty much. So. Yeah. I could understand that. And what's also weird, like some of the, there's another law in New Jersey. I don't know if it's this way on Long Island as well, or if it's different, but like you mentioned, Patricia's in Homedale. So they don't have a liquor license. Right. But they do have local wine from a local winery that you can order there. Oh, I didn't know that. They only serve, like there's some sort of rule in New Jersey where if you're serving wine from a local winery, you can do it. That's interesting. I had no idea. So yeah. I can buy wine at Patricia's you can. if it's like Tomasello in from Cape May. Yeah. They That's have a, a red and a white. Those are your options. Because there's also a winery, which I think Eddie's gone to with his wife, that is in, it's like the Homedale Marlboro area. It might be this place. Oh, maybe. Like they're really local. I pa- every Going to play golf, I pass it every day. Uh, not every day, but every time I go to play golf, I pass the entrance and they say Friday night wine tasting, live band. It seems like a lot of fun. Yeah. I think Eddie's gone there on the, on the weekends with his wife in the past. Not every weekend. I just mean once or twice. He's been. So maybe that's the winery. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know why they won't allow you. Uh, there's so many local breweries. There are. Why Michael not allow Lewis? like uh, these restaurants that don't have a liquor license? Let me have some local wine and local brews. That would actually be a very cool way to open up a restaurant and be able to sell wine and beer. Right. Without going crazy. Yes. That would be kind of neat. Yeah, that would be neat. Well, who's the who's the governor? Chris Christie? I no, think he, no, he's running for president now. Who's our governor now these days? Murphy. Oh, my, that's right. I was going to say Mike Murphy. That's a baseball Daniel dad. Murphy, Jerry. No, it's not Daniel Murphy. It's Phil Murphy. Oh, Phil Murphy, yeah. Who was very nice and tweeted me. Couple of years ago, all about the sportscaster. Uh, um, it no, Rutgers. it was about about Rutgers, about a game me and Joe did. My oh, former p- partner, look at that. that. He was listening to us. Oh, the governor is that right? And put Jerry? us in, and it was very nice. Hmm. Yeah, about that. Now, okay. what I'd really like the governor to do is get on this goddamn congestion pricing. He is on it, actually. Uh, well, get on it more. 
Governor Phil Murphy. I know they started a lawsuit. Let's go. I want to hear more about the lawsuit. I just, yeah, I want them just to keep it tied up in the court so we don't have to pay for the congestion pricing. How about we don't have congestion pricing? Or that. That would be number one. Number two, tie it up in in the courts. I mean, my God. I was listening to uh, a comedian named Joe List on the Joe Rogan podcast. Right. And and they were talking about uh, your, the things we've talked about with, um, how YouTube will will give you suggestions based on the things that yeah. you've looked at. And uh, this guy was talking about, you know, Instagram does that as well. If you go to, like, the search section of Instagram, it brings up things it thinks you might like based yep. on what you've looked at. So Joe Rogan was talking about how he keeps getting all these videos of people dying. Oh. Like, people getting killed in a car accident, like, all these things. And this Joe List was like, I must not be looking at anything like that on the internet because he said that his suggestions are all baseball related like things you managers mic'd up and yelling at umpires and things because that's what he looks at yeah sure and i was just wondering like is there a way to give yourself a nice clean reset with this like can i reset so that to start for like the start fresh yeah like I want to start fresh. I don't want to have it. You've, you've had enough of uh, baby pandas doing, uh, you know, tricks. In yeah, their homes. like Bruce Springsteen photos and guitar I guess the licks. Only way, hmm, that's a good question. I don't. Yeah, how know. do you start fresh? I don't know. Like and I want all for these Insta- suggestions. You talking for about for Instagram. Instagram or YouTube? For Instagram. Well, I'd want for YouTube too. Like, what if I want to start fresh? How do I do that? Have you? I Googled bet you I could, this. No, I haven't. How do you reset Suge- your Instagram suggestions? Algorithm. Algorithm. Yeah, that's it. How do you reset your algorithm? Tell Instagram what you're not interested in. Unfollow people. Delete your search history. Clear the Instagram app cache. Ooh. Like, comment, save, and share posts you like. That's how you get started again. There you go. Okay. You're welcome. So I clear out my cache. Yes. That's what what a whole new world, though, that'll be for me. To quickly reset the explore page, display uh, new posts and reels, pull down from the top. And you can control what you see on the explore page by selecting unwanted posts and reels and choosing not interested. Oh, okay. So there you go. So it is possible. Yes. Because I was thinking I just scheduled a uh, colonoscopy, Jerry, for uh, November. Okay. And I was thinking like when you do the colonoscopy prep, you you drink all that liquid or you take those pills and yep. you got no poop left in you. Right. Like Although, you show up to that doctor. That's what it's supposed to be though. That didn't happen for you last time. The one time, yeah. The doctor was mad at me because I didn't get all the poop out. But it was my fault. Maybe you didn't give me the rat meds. But anyway, there's like a nice reset of your body when yeah. that happens, right? Like You want an Instagram colonoscopy. Yeah, I want an Instagram colonoscopy. <laughs> I want to do the the bowel clean out, but for Instagram, YouTube, all these things. Sounds like a good idea. Well, it's start fresh, Jerry. It's a plan. It is a, it is a plan for sure. I just want to start uh, fresh. Then I had this uh, incident, and again, I'm sure I've talked about this with you before. Okay. But I still have not found a single person who tells me this happens to them, and it happens to me throughout my life. And sometimes when we talk about it on here, people will direct message me and say, that does happen to me. And it makes us both feel better. It makes mm-hmm. me feel better. It makes the person who's hearing this feel better. Okay. Because it happened to me again when I was out to breakfast on Saturday morning. Recognized by God knows how many people? No, that's a nice thing. (laughs) Sitting in the chair, and all of a sudden, I had a cramp in my penis. What? I get a cramp in my penis, and I have to go into the bathroom and pull the hair out of the hole. Yeah, this has happened my whole life. I can't find another person who this has happened to. Don't you clean up down there? Well, actually, it happens more often when you trim up down there because there might be a loose hair somewhere. Even after you shower? Yeah. Well, sometimes it'll just happen like in the middle of the day. And to the point where it's hard to walk. Really? Yeah, and I like have to get to Because first I'll try to just... And then what do you grab? Tweezers to get it out? Just to find my penis, Jerry, no. I grabbed the tweezer. No, what I do is if you look if you look down, you could see the tiny hair that's poking your hole. 
What is wrong with you? Yeah. And then it's Where's immediate Boomer? relief. I she heard this right now. That's what I'm saying. I can't find another... Human being that this happens to? Correct. Because this only happens to you. But it wasn't like a once... You know how I had the tick on my penis one time? That was a... <laughs> that was like a once in a lifetime thing. Uh, yes. This is like... I can remember Every this Every Thursday? <laughs> no, but I can remember this happening in Florida. And wow. I lived in Florida like 20-something years ago. Okay. Like it... Why is it happening to me? And no other. <laughs> I want to manifest it out. You're wishing this into your crazy head. Gina's theory was. You've talked to Gina about this. Well, because wow. I was at the table with her where I go, I have to run to the bathroom. Uh, I, I, I think I rub one a, out. a hair in my penis. <laughs> Jesus. And she said, she believes that I'm so focused on my penis that that's why it only happens to me because no one else would even notice it doesn't happen that I'm so she thinks something happened to me in my childhood that I'm so locked in in my penis you're a disturbed person well, I told her what I think it could have been I remember um my mother oh caught my she, she felt she caught my penis in the zipper when, when I was little right because I remember going to the doctor for this but I also think she mistook you know like the penis is kind of purplish in areas, like around the... I'm really worried where you're going with this. I'm just saying, like, I don't think my mother caused my penis to turn purple. I think it probably was, had a purple tinge to it. And when she caught it in the zipper, she thought, oh my gosh, the, the penis has turned purple. Because I remember going to the doctor. I remember standing up on the exam table and the doctor going, that's nah, fine. But maybe from that day on is why my focus you had a childhood experience trauma that certainly got into your head and it's never left you right so now i'm always thinking the it, mind is amazing is my penis injured it is amazing i had this thought and it's because of the mind so there's all these people i've ever that's the one thing that comes up on a lot of uh youtube things especially when i do uh click on the post about all these afterlife experiences yeah. people have and they're back and they were dead and they came back to life and so there's been a couple that have popped up on youtube and i do from time to time click on them and all of them are very similar and it hit me as i was driving home the other day what if that's just our brain shutting down and it's why it's similar to when everyone quote unquote dies that's the beginning process of your brain shutting down, running through the memories and the people and everything. Like that's that's step two. Step one is the act of it happening or starting to happen. And step two is, all right, now it's like a computer. We're going from on to sleep mode to off. And that we all will experience that. Doesn't mean that you're going to walk through this light and have the, maybe there is. I, and I hope, like, I hope that is the case. But maybe that's all it is. It's our mind. Like when you're a kid and you have a traumatic experience and it stays with you for life, it's your brain doing things that you can't explain. So you're saying when your brain is shutting down, it's almost like you're clearing out the cash. Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. Right. It's almost like it's giving you one last look before you fade away. Maybe. Like, hey, Al Dukes, this was your life. Yeah. You know, Here and then you're, you're, when you're walking into the light, it's like the computer is shutting down and you're seeing the people in your life one last time. Right. That could be. I don't know. You're right, though. The body is amazing. What's weird, too, to me is like how much trauma, sexual sexual trauma that happens when you're younger. Like if, if sexuality is normal for human beings, mm -hmm. why are there things about sexuality that scar people for life? like what do you mean by that well i mean clearly if we're talking assaults and things of that nature i get i get i understand that yeah would you be mean you mean in a different way yeah i'm not sure what i mean i guess like when people have uh like even if somebody had a a sexual experience when they were very young even if it wasn't um wasn't hmm. violent yeah even if it wasn't violent and they felt and they and they were even with another person of their age it still will affect them their whole life and i wonder why wh what part of our being 
the sexuality part is that it is a scarring situation. For You'd have to talk to someone that studies the brain yeah. and emotions and all sorts of things like that. Yeah. Also how you have some people can, I mean, the whole thing is crazy because from everything you read and look at now, you can have people that are depressed based on the food they eat. Yes. You know, because all of a sudden the chemical levels in your body are completely altered. You can have people that are happy all the time. And there are people that are manic depressants. And it goes well beyond your diet that there's just something that needs repairing or meds mm -hmm. to help repair. Um, it's all, it's all nuts. I don't, really, when you, it's kind of like life. You start to think about it, you freak yourself out. Well, it's weird too for some of those things. They'll even tell you with the medications for that. We don't know exactly how it works, but it works. That's dangerous. Is that because it worked on mice? I don't know. Yeah, I don't but know. But I've either. heard that with a number of different things that I've been listening to podcast wise. They talk about like um, some of the depression medicines. And they're like, yeah, we don't know exactly what it does to the brain, but it helps. That's not comforting. Yeah, it seems a little strange. I don't I don't care for that answer. Yeah. Like you want to know like it does this, yeah. it hits this receptor of the brain and, and hey, like show me. Yeah. You know, there's one of the doctors on on YouTube that I follow that anytime he shows you uh, his research, he shows you his research. And there are, you know, electronic graphs and digital displays and and it maybe he's a kook. I don't know. But he certainly presents a really good case with proof and research. And here it is. You know, I don't know, man. Yeah. I came across a thing the other day. So, you know, it's so it's funny with the nutrition and all that, where people are looking for a jump start. And, you know, there's obviously if you just eat clean, that's the best thing that you can do for sure. Other people like the keto diet because if you listen to keto people, the benefits are A, B, C, D, and E better than just doing this. Then there's the Weight Watchers people that will tell you, yeah, you can eat what you want. You just got to do it in the right way and it's a portion control. And then you've got the, the, the car, not the carnivore, you've got the Mediterranean diet. You, this is why this is the best. It's like, oh my God. Now I read the thing, the, I read something yesterday about this, this V shred, the hell with keto, the hell with Mediterranean. This is what you've got. It's like, my head's going to explode. Yeah. It's like, my know, it's God, we complicate everything. Yeah, it used to be like if you went to the bookstore in the food and diet section, it was it was like that. Now it's just everywhere. It's everywhere. All social media, all in the news. Oh, the one thing, the V-Shred guy, though, I did see in the video I was watching, the one thing he will tell you, stop running. Complete waste of your time. That I agree with. I, I knew you would. That's why I mentioned it. I never have heard of this V-Shred. Yeah. I'll have to Google it. I, then it's going to show up in my uh, I algorithms. Mostly, I stopped. It was one of those things where it never got to the point. Yeah. But you could understand where it was going. It was basically about lifting weights, get rid of cardio, and eat protein. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. The way I, I think Which is well. pretty consistent in a lot of these it, things now. In a lot. Yeah. But, you know, another one of these, I think, where they're telling you about not eat these fruits. And you know what? Up your ass with the not eat right. these fruits. Right. I can't eat an apple. That's going to gonna bloat me. Shut up. <laughs> Good Lord. You're not eating a full banana, are you? Yes, I am. You should only have half. I'm with this. you, Jerry. If I am, if I, I don't want to be uh, on any restrictive program wherein I can't eat fruit or vegetables. Right. Sorry. And, and for a while, it took you a while to get there. Yeah. You know, but it's just yeah, stupid, bizarre, very bizarre, Jerry. Jerry, let's do the warm up show. All right. That was not bizarre at all. Now tomorrow we don't have to come in and talk what do we about do tomorrow? a Giants loss or a Jets loss. Something cool will happen. Something cool will go down. Okay. No I'll doubt be, about I'll it. Be right. We'll see. All right. So, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Stuck about swinging splitter. Here's the standing ovation for the Rocket, Roger Clemens. One, two, three, go the Pirates. Jeter just came over to pound him on the back. The standing O continues. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. No, but you know what does suck? New York sports. They suck the big one. What's up, Danny Scazzeri? Nice to see you. You're handsome. It's October 3rd, and I got to look at this guy across from me, Al Dukes, uh, with two dead football teams with a combined record of two and six. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> when I first woke up this morning, I had actually... You know, sometimes when you wake up, you're a little woozy. Yeah. Like I woke up, was a little woozy. I was walking downstairs. I was oh, the Giants played last night. Oh, yeah. Let's see what happened there. And then I saw all the stories first. I saw just all the headlines first. So Jerry. let me ask you this, because I did my not. process. I, I don't get, to, unfortunately, I don't get to check the papers till like 7 o'clock. Yeah. So what would be the main takeaway from the headlines you read? So uh, first I, I went downstairs and I read all the headlines. Then I watch okay. the game. Then I read the article. Right. I'm curious what the slant. So when was I first looked at it, it was a uh, uh, Daniel Jones pick six. Right. Uh, Daniel Jones getting uh, uh, sacked uh, ten or eleven eleven times. times yep. Well, I guess they called the one sack on when the receiver someone was going to throw the ball. It wasn't Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Geno Smith thought there was a dirty hit from on Isaiah, him from Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. Right? Uh, and the Giants uh, can't seem to score. Well, that's so they. How about if you're a Giant fan? You yeah. always talk about this the experience of going to the game. You've gone to two games and you've seen them get outscored 64 to 3. Correct. 64 to 3. And in the second game of the season, they didn't score till the third quarter. So but at least that half. was in Arizona. Right. That's true. I know. And I, they did win that game. I, I, I I can't. So all right, so here's a couple things, and I'm not I'm not going offensive line here at all. I'm not. They, yes, they deserve some blame for sure. Daniel Jones for sure. Not arguing either of those two points. All right. So you can call with your offensive line. You can call and bash Daniel Jones. I'm all good with that. That's totally fine. So I watched most of the first quarter before I fell asleep, and I woke up, go to the phone, thinking, did they win? Because they dominated the first quarter. Like, they didn't score, but they actually played really well in the first quarter until the end when, of course, you get the strip sack and fumble, which I didn't see before I fell asleep, and then Seattle's got the short field on the score, and it's 7 nothing on the last play of the first quarter. But this is what – and I'm only asking because I even listened to McMonagle driving in. Can someone please explain to me how this defense allows Drew Locke to get down the field before halftime on that stupid play down the sideline where Adoree Jackson and Bobby O'Karake cannot make a tackle and they score a touchdown with Drew Lockett quarterback? That's correct, Jerry. That's where the game – the hell with the pick six and the, and the touchdown. That's where the game was lost because 14-3, you feel like you got no chance to come back. Well, oh, awful. Just even as awful. you mentioned, the first quarter, first drive, they're, they're moving the ball. Great, yes. Right off the bat. And then they go for it on fourth and down. And get stuffed. And get nothing. And I, you know what? 
I think if it's the fourth quarter, it's one thing. The third quarter, I am, and this not not to sound like a Mike and the Mad Dog type of person, but I always agreed with them that, especially in the first quarter of a game, take the points, get the zero off the board, and now we're off and running. Kick the field goal. Correct. Take the. You know they haven't had a snap with the lead yet. It's four games, Al. They're one and three. That is four games. Oh, That's correct, God. Jerry. Atrocious, just atrocious. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that. The for that beautiful drive, mix of run, mix of pass. He wasn't being sacked. Yep. They get right down the field, and they he gets stuffed on it. And that was a long yard that they stuffed the quarterback sneak on. Kick yep. the field goal. I wrote down in order some of these things that I noticed. The one was the first the drive we just mentioned. Yep. Uh, no points. Mm-hmm. Then you mentioned the Daniel Jones fumble leaves to, leads to the first Seattle TD. Yes, and to me, by the way, on both Jones and the offensive line, one, not great awareness that the rush was coming from behind, but two, I mean, the guy's got a guy in his face, a guy trailing him from the back. Had, oh, awful. Go ahead, number then three. Then Thibodeau dropped. Yeah, the interception. Would that have would been have a great, been a touchdown the right. other way. Could have been a pick six the other way. Oh. He, he dropped a screen pass. Touchdown. In his hands. Yeah. Then... The Giants have the ball third and 14, and they throw a mm-hmm. short three-yard yep. out. Yep. Yep. Okay. Then Seattle goes in for their second TD after the horrendous tackling. Horrible. Down the sideline. Just line. horrible. And if you listen to Aikman and Buck, because even in the when they're watching the 45-minute version of the game and they're cutting it yeah. in, it's, it's constantly them going, um, poor tackling, poor tackling. Terrible. And another terrible tackle. Yeah. T- they just don't tackle. Just just awful. Like this to me, if you want to point to, I don't think you can point to one part of this game and say that's why they lost. Coaching sucked. Tackling sucked. Offensive line sucked. The quarterback not good. Zero run game. Missed tackles. Missed opportunities. Uh, where else you want to go? I mean, I don't. The only I think the only ones that don't get a the ones that get a pass lesson are the fans. They showed up. The fans. All right. I mean, this was special teams. Terrible, bad penalties. I mean, they look like a terrible football team. Yeah. Then they they ran into another third and eleven with about a minute to go in the half, and they ran the ball. Yes. And then the crowd booed, and they're getting booed. And then Dable is yelling at Jones when he comes off the field. I guess for the second down throw, which was second and long. Well, somebody asked Dable after the game about third and eleven with a minute to go. It looked like you guys just gave up, and he said. It was supposed to be a pass play, but Daniel Jones heard oh, it wrong. that was the miscommunication yeah. that they were talking. All right, so I saw that. I wasn't aware of what they were referencing. Yes. So the third and 11 was not supposed to be the handoff. That's Correct. why he was yelling yes. at Jones off the field. Well, that makes sense now. Okay. And then he also yelled at Jones after he threw the pick six. Well, I understand that. <laughs> By the way, how about that kid? What a, I mean, did he have a game or what? Oh, the rookie, the young rookie from Seattle, Forget Jerry? the pick six. He had 100 tackles in that game. One was harder than the next. That was... He made his mark on a night where Jamal Adams makes his return and goes out when he took the knee to the head early um, and suffered, goes into concussion protocol. That kid just lit up the secondary. Really did a nice job. Yeah, so now where are we, Jerry? Where are we? Tom Thibodeau talked yesterday. So how about those Knicks? We're at, the Giants are at one and three. Want to talk about Peter Laviolette and the Rangers? No. They go to Miami. And then to Buffalo. And to Buffalo. If they're one Like, make a case right now that they're not going to lose both these games. The only case I can make is that the NFL is stupid, and you don't know, like... I agree with that. It's in, oh, not stupid. I'll say this, Jerry. The NFL is inconsistent All right. a lot of times. Give me... How about this, then? Give me a common... Make a common sense case that the Giants win one of these next two games. You can't. No, because if you look at Miami's offense and the speed and the Giants' yeah. inability to tackle any... Are they going to tackle... The cheetah, Jerry? I have no, no idea. Not. I don't know. I do not know. I, this is like, this is worse than I ever thought. I've I talked about this all all summer that the Giants had a brutal schedule, but I didn't expect this. I it, did not expect. It's this. also it's funny. It's like so the Giants had played. They had that. Uh, they got destroyed by the Cowboys week one. Week two, they come back. They beat the Cardinals. Everyone's excited. But it's a short week, and they're going into San Fran. We don't expect much. Okay, and that's what we got. Then it felt like uh, two weeks that they were off. Yes. And even during the week, oh, if you guys forgot the Giants play here, blah, 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 blah. 
Yeah, we did. And now you're back in the spotlight, and you probably want out of it. How you like them apples? And I feel like week to week, we're flip-flopping as to which football team has hope and which doesn't. And I it's feel like, better about the Jets right now. That's what I mean. Like right now, yeah. as we sit here today on Tuesday, Rocktober the 3rd, Jerry, right. the Jets are going to go to Denver with a chance uh, to win. Everybody uh, ha- having um, good vibes about Zach Wilson. We're back on that thing. We were good vibes, Zach Wilson, off Zach Wilson. Now we're back on good. And now the Giants we have in the toilet. I feel like the Giants are dead. And you know what? You're I don't want to, I want to be clear too, because I'm giving them credit for the way they played the first quarter. I thought they were prepared for this game. I thought they executed. I thought the game plan was good. They just didn't score on that first drive and wound up with nothing. Defensively, they were okay until the strip sack and then all hell broke loose. At that point forward, everything kind of went against them. But I will come back to that that drive that when Geno Smith goes out of the game and Drew Locke comes in, the fact that they ran right through the Giants on a handful of plays and scored that touchdown, to me, Ball game. Mm-hmm. I, whatever happened after, yes. Could they have come back if they would have scored? Which, you know, good drive, you know, fine. They get all the way down. Jones is running for first downs. That's another thing. You know, the aside from him, you know who the Giants' leading rusher was last night? Who? Matt Breida. Oh, yes. 14 carries for th- a whopping 30 yards. That's like two yards a carry, Jerry. Oh, God. A little more. Just awful. Yeah, I, it was I, just, I can't, I don't know what to do with these football teams, the baseball teams. We were supposed to be in a Shangri-La, Jerry. We were supposed to have the Mets with Max Scherzer. And who's the other guy? Justin, Justin Verlander. Verlander. Yeah. With Steve Cohen at the helm. And Buck. And Mary Buckmas. The man- the manager of the year. Manager of the year, Jerry. Yeah. Pete Alonzo. We were going to live it up. And then we had the Yankees, Jerry. We had Garrett Cole. We had Aaron Judge. All these... <laughs> We were all excited. And then when they both fell apart, we said, you know what we got, Jerry? Balls. Aaron Rodgers coming. How'd that work out? And four plays in. That's dead. Giants are dead. Four weeks in. Jets are dead. Pretty much. I mean, that's what it is. I am excited for Jets Denver. I wouldn't say I'm excited, but I am intrigued. Yeah. Because, number one, the fact that Zach Wilson is playing away from MetLife Stadium, I think, is a help. I really do. And the fact that the Broncos have not been good. I know they won Sunday, but they have not been good. I'm intrigued to see this game Sunday. But I'm also now intrigued to watch the Giants go to Miami just to see. Yeah, but no. See, that here's what you're intrigued by. How much? You want to see how terrible it's going to be. Yes. You want, to see, you want to see if the Dolphins are going to put 70 on them. Yeah, because I think if you just throw some slant passes, the Giants aren't going to tackle you. You just... Let me ask you this. Run them. Let me ask you this question. Cons- complete conspiracy theory that I heard a caller call C-Mac on the way in. So in the middle of the night. Middle of the night. Conspiracy theorist. That he dismissed, but I could tell the wheels were turning. And I'm not going to lie to you. There was a part of me. There's a part of me that doesn't think the caller's all that far off. All right. Even though I don't believe it to be true, I could see where he's going. Is that fair? Fair enough, Jerry. I love a good conspiracy theory. Caller called C-Mac and said, how about this? The team is pissed off that Daniel Jones got $40 million. Saquon Barkley only got 11. They're not interested in playing for him. Mm. I'm not buying that one. I'm not. Again, I don't buy it either, but there's a part of me that understands where he's coming from when I look at the poor tackling, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the jailbreak of a rush. I don't, I, I'm not saying that that's the case. I don't really believe that, but I could see why you would think that. It's just weird that, again, like now, now let's say you, for whatever reason, you don't think Daniel Jones is the guy. You, you're on the hook. You, you pay. Yeah, I'd have to look at the, I don't know what the guarantee is. I have to look at the contract. They are on the hook, but I do think there's an out after a couple, after just two years, I believe. It's just funny. Like, we we pay guys mm-hmm. for a minimal amount of like, success. All you got to do is, a, oh, you beat the Vikings in the playoffs? $40 million. Why? Right. I, I, you are preaching to the choir, especially in a game like this. And I've always said this. Patrick Mahomes, I don't think there's enough money you can pay him because he does make that team and everybody better. Maybe a Jalen Hurts. Um, maybe 
and Aaron Rodgers. They, there's a handful of guys I get. Everybody else? Because if the other 21 guys, the other 10 on offense and the 11 on defense aren't doing their part, what good are you? Yeah, and then you see guys like C.J. Stroud come in and just seemingly have no problem running these NFL, uh, running an NFL offense and succeeding. Even Anthony Richardson. like, And then you look at guys that have been around for multiple years that we just like continue to make excuses for. Like I'm very curious what the... Like the giant fan, like the for whatever reason, Giants fans never want to blame the quarterback. Right. They just don't. I don't know why they just don't. Like, they have to defend the money and big contract they gave Daniel Jones, so they won't critique him. It'll be the offensive line. It'll be the coaches. It'll be the defense. It's never the quarterback. Now, to me, he's every part to blame for this, as are all these other reasons we laid out. And then for the Jets, I feel like we yell at Zach Wilson for everything. Correct. So weird. Uh, if I'm reading this correctly, all right. there is an out after 2024. 2024, Jerry, it's only 2023. Well, I understand, oh. but my point is, so let's say they're terrible. All right. Well, right now they are. They're terrible. Let's say that. I like that, Jerry. Let's say that. You could conceivably think about, I mean, I don't want to go here after week four, but you could conceivably think about drafting a quarterback this year if this season goes where right now it looks like it could go. Yeah. Because if they're one in five after six, I mean, I, I know there's still 11 games left and we can play the whole, it's a long season. We've still got, you know, six, uh, 11 games to go. Okay. But one in five after six, oof. And not looking great along the way. Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's so much wrong with last night. And again, the first quarter was, aside from not scoring, big part, of course, they played well. And then it all went to hell. Yeah. And that be that. Right. You go down the field. You go for it on fourth town. You put no points on the board. The next time you get the ball, you fumble. Leads to and and, and you fumble on the whatever it was, the 15-yard. Like, you give Seattle no field. I mean, the guy returns the ball to the seven-yard line. So it was at that point, you know, you're going to at least be trailing three nothing, let alone seven. <laughs> yeah, just wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, quick break. 518, just getting started. Pretty sure it's going to be what they would call a giant Tuesday. Oh, boy. Get your calls ready to Al. Yeah. Yeah. Happy you're back in the news, Giants fans. <laughs> oh, you are back in the news and not in a good way. We are just getting started. We'll take it to six o'clock. Boomer and Geo then on the fan. All right, good morning to you. It is a Tuesday. It's a giant Tuesday and not in a good way. It's a uh, big black and blue Tuesday as the Giants get rolled 24-3. to And they're 1-3 and and the football season's over. What do you think will be the main phone calls I'll get today, Jerry, as I'm screening the um, phone calls? So. That's a great question. I think you're going to get – I really think you're going to get a complete mix of the offensive line sucks, Daniel Jones sucks, the defense is not very good, we don't tackle, and the effort was poor. That's what I think. We better get some poor tackling things. I agree. I totally agree. Because that, especially on that one play, yeah, was as awful an effort. And I think Adoree Jackson comes on with uh, – with, um, Wow, I was just going to say Tiki and Tierney. Evan and uh, Tiki? With Evan, no, 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 no. With Brandon and Sal. Brandon and Sal? Yes. Yeah, I know he comes on on Tuesdays. I don't know the day after a game. It might be tomorrow. But I know they had uh, they were imploring him to have a pick six. I see. He didn't. The rookie on the Seahawks did. Uh, he did, yeah. He went went to this. I don't like when they give, like, like the, that play started, the, the pick six, the Giants were on the five-yard line. Yeah. And they counted as a 97-yard pick oh, six. Oh, so he caught the ball. Yeah, it shouldn't count. Why? The end zone. He caught no, the you... ball at the three-yard line and ran 97 yards. He, oh, he, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. But, the, the, the yeah. All right. That's fair. I was going to say, yeah, really, it should be 95 yards because that's where the line of scrimmage was. It was the line of scrimmage, but he did catch it at the three. Yeah. So, like, if you have, let's say you're at the 25-yard line and you throw a deep out pass and it's picked off at the – at the seven yard line, you want the, that to be a seventy five yard return. No, when you're you were, right, right. You're right. 
I also like, yeah, but sometimes a guy will pick the ball off in the corner of the end zone and return it. Yeah, You're yeah. like, it's a hundred yard, hundred hundred and seven yard return. Right, hundred and seven yard return. Absolutely. What did you think? Did they show on the forty five minute part the uh, touchdown that wasn't? Yes. When he rolled over the yeah. uh, the giant, which I thought for sure was actually a touchdown until they showed the elbow. Yeah, a cu- yeah, I had a couple thoughts all in that one moment. One, you've did they really not blow the whistle? I don't think they did. And if you don't, how does the defense just stop? I agree. Well, I think part because I don't think he kept going. Like he was jogging, then he stopped. Oh yeah. And then I feel like, and I don't know this, but I feel like he, you know, someone from the sideline was like, "Hey, run." And then he started running again. Yeah, it, now if that would have counted, I would have been furious. Oh, I agree. And I would have thought, like, that just ruined the game. So I'm glad it didn't count as a touchdown. But I also, I see this around the NFL all the time. And I know it's different rules in college, but I don't, so many times, like, a guy will dive, a receiver will dive for the ball, mm-hmm. and no one touches him. And a lot of times the, the, the ref will blow it dead because the guy gets up with no effort. So and he gave not, up. He gave yeah. up on the play, right? Right. In college, once you're down, you're down, no matter if they get touched or not, you're down. Yeah, it's just so weird to see it happen in the NFL so much where, like, just tap the guy. Yep, I know. Doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, It does Jerry. not take much. Now, I did hear uh, Evan and Tiki yesterday, and they were talking about uh, Daniel Jones in primetime games. And Tiki was pretty much saying, like, that isn't really a thing, except if, it becomes a thing. It becomes a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. And now at one in thirteen. Yeah. In him prime and, time uh, games. Him and Kirk Cousins, right? Doesn't Cousins yeah. have that bad rap? Yes, he does. Yeah. That you can't win in prime time. Mm-hmm. Daniel Primetime Jones. Uh how about Daniel one PM Jones? That's when he's good at the one PM. How about Daniel one second half of the one PM game? <laughs> well, that Jones. was a that was a four o'clock game. Oh, that Cardinal game was? That was in Arizona. Oh, okay. So that was a 405 or a 425. All oh, right, game. Jerry. So uh, he gets going around six o'clock. I would love to know if Tiki, because you know football fans are crazy. They I are. would love to know if his uh, his X feed, his Twitter feed, was basically pummeled by Cowboy fans yet. Because remember, before the season, he said he would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott 100 out of oh, yeah. 100 times. Yeah, I. I've heard him say he doesn't really look at his uh, Twitter feed he all must that not. much. He must not. Because, uh, you know, people are people are nasty, <laughs> Not Jerry. very nice. People are not very nice to uh, Giants players. Yeah. Well, well, Giants former players. Or to any of us, really. Yeah. Right. Are you happy at all for Geno Smith knowing what he went through here? It's don't kind of care. fun. You don't care? No, good for him. I, I'm not I a Geno fan. You. Whatever. I like him. By the way, you know what his stats were last night? Not great. Threw for 110 yards. <laughs> like, that's I, – I know he got hurt. I'm aware. Um, he threw for 110 yards. Yeah, and Boomer Whatever. said he got hurt, but he only he went played out the a whole game. Though. He series. only missed right. He only a couple series. My point is, it's not like they won because of Geno Smith last yeah. night. They won last night because the Giants couldn't get out of their own way. I Giants think. Stink us! This is so. This, you know how bad this is, Jerry. It's October third. Boomer loves Geno Smith. Yes, which is fine. I. I I like him now, too. I, I like don't that dislike him, but like, I'm not a Geno Smith fan. I like that he called out uh, the Giants defender, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Now, what about that is a dirty play? How far it was out of the boundary and mm-hmm. the fact that he dragged him from behind where his leg could roll okay. the wrong way. Yeah, they were calling it like a hip tackle or something. Yeah, and then Isaiah hip Simmons takedown. was basically like, just like any other quarterback, don't want to get hit, and when they do, they complain. <laughs> See, I like that, too. The wussification of the quarterback. Yes. The wussification of the quarterback position in the oh, NFL. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, Jerry. <laughs> no, no, you do know. know You've got a do. long four hours ahead of you. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. Oh, man. These I, NFL teams in our areas. The Giants are 1-3 and three and have been outscored 64-3 to three at home. You know what I love doing and watching and you watch the 45-minute version of the game? Is the, and because I go in, unfortunately, knowing the score and everything. Right. So it's 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 strange to watch like that first drive where the Giants I agree. Are, they're moving the ball and they're all excited and you mm-hmm. like if you're like, Oh, if you only knew, I know the outcome. I know you don't know the outcome. Yeah. As you're cheering on your Giants and you're moving the ball and it's just gonna go south from here. Like you wanna look at the guy in the stands and the view be like, You idiot. You have do, no idea what's coming. Do not cheer right now, <laughs> sir. Well, it's funny, even on the flip side, I I didn't know the score and watch the first quarter, most of the first quarter live before I fell asleep, woke up and my, I'm like, what the hell? 
Like now I'm watching. Like I can't wait to watch it because I'm trying to figure out what the hell happened. Right, what happened? It looks so good. And then it didn't. And then it went south. Kapui. Now, by, by the way, did you just real quick? Did you see how the week uh, week five starts? Week five of oh, Thursday night game. Yeah. What do we got? I haven't seen. You it. You know what you've got? <laughs> A good excuse not to watch. Why? What if I told you the game on <laughs> Thursday night? Was the Commanders and the Bears. Oof. <laughs> wow. I thought Al Michaels put his foot down and wanted all only good games on Thursday night. Command- now, Washington's not a bad team. Don't right. get me wrong. I'm just not all that interested in watching Sam Howell. Correct. And then you add into the mix again. I don't mind watching Justin Fields, maybe, but they're bad. They're a bad team. They That's haven't be a won bad a game, game in a year. It's going to be a bad game, Jerry. I did see that, uh, that Jet... Uh, Chiefs game had 27 million people watch it. Man, why are you surprised by that? That's just so crazy to me. It's not when I first of all, it's Sunday Night Football. Yeah, number one, number two, it's Patrick Mahomes, and I, I doesn't do it for me. And I, quite frankly, didn't care a crap about it. But the Taylor Swift thing was a real thing. And it's just so funny when you think of that, and then you go uh, like a, a Sunday night baseball game between the Mets, and it's like two point one million viewers. <laughs> Not even like a Sunday night baseball game would get like three hundred thousand viewers. Oh, how many? How many do you think Cowboys Giants got? Mm. That was Sunday night, right? Yeah, that was a Sunday night game. That was, and that was September. 10th. I'm going to say twenty four million. So you think it did almost? The number that the yeah. Jets and Chiefs did the I other do, night? Yeah. Uh, no, here's how it's written. It dominated the night with 16 million viewers. Oh, okay. So Zach, the Zach Wilson-led Jets against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs did 11 million more viewers than Giants-Cowboys. I'm not – there's a lot of Taylor Swift there. Yeah, there is a lot there's of There's no Swift question there. about it. What do you make of this? I, I When I read this, Jerry, and I read the story, I, I listen, I – Hate Deshaun Watson because I think he's a scuzz. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kevin Stefanski said Deshaun Watson was medically cleared to play, but didn't feel like he could go. That's weird to me. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, like, oh, you gotta, you gotta suck it up and get out there. Or they'll they'll tell you like, oh no, this player he he wants to go so much for his team that uh, we had to tell him he was not medically cleared to play, otherwise he would have wanted to be out there. This guy, they were like, yeah, you're good to go. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) what if I massaged, get myself a massage and said, okay. (laughs) And then on the other side, you got Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals saying, Joe Burrow is healthy enough to run the offense. Yeah. And I think he'll, I think he'll be out there again this week. Yeah. And, and they, I, think, I think Kenny Pickett will be out there for the Steelers this week. I I, I did see it, that as it well. It seems like that. I shouldn't yeah. say we know that, but it seems like that. So, but you got one guy saying, you know, even though our our uh, quarterback Joe Burrow is injured, he's good enough to go and run this offense. You got the uh, that the Browns head coach going, yeah, he's medically cleared, but he not feel he not really feeling like playing. Yeah, he knows his body better than us. Remember that. Fully guaranteed contract, Al. How would you be if you got that contract? I'd have a all day long. Would you push it? No. I'd be a wuss. I'd be like. You would be? I'd be to the doctors. They'd be like, you're medically cleared to play. I'd be like, are you sure? Could you check this again? Check the other side. Could you find something? Yeah. Are you 100% sure I'm good to go? Yeah, I don't feel like it. I don't know if I'm surprised. I'm, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. I'm really not. I'm, you know, yeah. It, these guys, I don't know. Yeah, Jerry. When we come back on the other side, can we do fraudulent five? If you'd like. And I, I, here's what I will tell you: spoiler alert: Giants aren't on that list anymore. <laughs> and I would also like to talk a little bit more, if you don't mind, about the the good team we have in town, the Jets. Well, let's relax. They're not a good team. They're one and three. Well, they're better than what we got going on they're right now. They're more hopeful right now. Yes, I'll give Jerry. you that. And that's all we have. But they're not good. As humans, as hope. Did you not hear me before? Tom Thibodeau spoke yesterday. Did you see Jimmy Butler yesterday? No. All right. I want you to Google Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Sorry. Butler? Yes. All right. You know who he is. I know it was something. I did see a headline. Yes. About Jimmy Butler and Media Day. Yeah. I'll just, I'll leave you with this as you Google it during yeah. the break. Jimmy Butler had 
long, flowing, beautiful hair and makeup on. I'll leave it there. Was he dressed as a woman? Take a look at the photo. All right. And we'll come right back with more on your fraudulent five, the Jets, Jimmy Butler, and basketball for like four seconds. All right. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. I also injected Jerry Racco right in his butt. If any was, never mind. <laughs> never mind. Cuts like a knife. No, I'm kidding. Um, quarter to six. So I have an idea of a couple of teams that will remain on this. By the way, did you look at Jimmy Butler? I did look Bizarre, at Jimmy right? Butler. He's got a Jennifer Aniston haircut. Yeah, it's a good, yes. He looks that, like Jennifer Aniston. That's it looks a good beautiful it. on him, Jerry. Yeah, that's really, what I think. He looks wonderful. He does look wonderful. Before we do this, I'm going to... I'm going to guess that I know two teams that I would bet my mortgage on that okay. are on this list mm-hmm. and one team that is off the list. All right. Fair enough, Jerry. Don't say anything, but my guess will be that the Cowboys and Bucks are there and the Giants are off. And without further ado, it's Al Dukes' fraudulent list of five favorite teams. Thank you, Jerry. These are the teams I'm currently rooting for when I turn on the NFL Red Zone on Sundays. One, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, of course. They're still there. They're still rolling. Dak Prescott. Love it. Number 38 th- to 3 over the Patriots. Correct. Number two, Jerry, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> They're 3 and 1. I just got uh, word uh, by reading an article that uh, their game on uh, weeks in week six against the Lions will be on national uh, the, the afternoon game. That's when they're going to be wearing the creamsicle uniforms. Nice. And then, Jerry, the nation will fall in love with the Buccaneers. Well, I don't know that the nation will ever fall in love with the Buccaneers, but you can. Number three, Jerry, um, they're back on my list, the New York Jets. Really? Dun, I'm rooting for them. Yes, I am. Wow, I'm back I'm on the su- Zach Wilson. So Zach is back for Zach you. is back for me. Uh, I'm excited to play the Broncos this huh. week. Sean Payton is a punk. Remember him being uh, real jerky to Nathaniel Hackett? Oh, he sucked. Oh, yeah. Well, you got 70 points put up against you. That didn't, Nathaniel Hackett didn't have that happen. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Number four, Jerry. Miami Dolphins. You, but you just picked the Jets. I did. No, no. <laughs> you can't have the Jets and the Dolphins in the same list. They're fun to watch. I'm rooting They're for They're division them. rivals. They are. And when they play each other, I'm going to root for the Jets. But as of wow. right now, and I need to root for the Giants this week against them, but... Yeah, okay, go for it. And finally, Jerry, this you is going to take the Eagles. This is going to be a shocker. A shocker? The only shocker to me would be if you took the Cleveland Browns. Close. Arizona Cardinals. That's not a shocker. I'll tell you why it's not a shocker. Yeah. Josh Dobbs is very likable. Correct. He has played his ass off. Yes. And they're in every game. I love it. No, I'm, I'm okay. And you love Arizona. And I, I just love this Josh Dobbs now. In particular, once that thing happened where his jersey was, he was not able to purchase his own jersey he online. He wasn't able to create his own jersey. He wasn't able to create his own jersey. He yeah. wasn't one of the options. And he wasn't a douche about it. Right. Like, he could he had easily, fun with it. but it, he had fun with it. Correct. I was like, I like this guy. Yeah. And I know like, that one doesn't surprise me. All right. The Browns would have surprised me. La, la, la. Not the Cardinals. The Browns, I'm never picking, Jerry. They've got Deshaun Watson on their team. All right. Now, a couple of different things uh, regarding Zach Wilson. I forgot to bring this up uh, yesterday, but I did like when uh, at the end of the game, when Patrick Mahomes went to uh, handshake, bro hug Zach Wilson, and he said, uh, I wrote it down here, Jerry. He wrote, hey, play like that all year, dog. Well, you know he likes saying dog. Yeah. We, I thought we that was nice. That. Yeah. That was nice. Like, hey, that's a nice, encouraging thing. Uh, it is very encouraging. Then I agree. Mr. LeBron James also sent an encouraging message to Zach is Wilson. Is that true? This was uh, via Instagram. Wow. He took a uh, he took a shot of a screenshot of Zach Wilson telling uh, Tim Boyle that he you could see him like kind of mouthing that his uh, fumble that he hit. It was the fumble, right? Why is my brain? I have no idea. When uh, Zach, yeah, yeah, the, the Zach Wilson the, the fumble. shotgun snap that he yeah, dropped. He, took, he felt like that lost the game for them. Right. So LeBron James had uh, t- uh, Instagrammed out a picture of that picture, and he said, hell of a game, kid. If it was easy, everyone would do it. 
Look at that. Look at two encouraging things, Jerry. Number three encouraging things. Oh. Mr. Willie Gay from the Chiefs found Zach Wilson after the game to apologize. Look at that. For those comments he made about him during the week. That's actually very nice. Nice to hear. Then yesterday. Uh, Rodney Harrison better have apologized too. Rodney Harrison reached out to the New York Jets to apologize for calling Zach Wilson garbage. (laughs) Yes. He said in his post-game interview with Chris Jones, Rodney Harrison said, watching that tape, man, you got to look at this dude and say, oh, he is garbage. Yeah, we played it yesterday. Yeah. Horrible. He is not garbage. I apologize. And he apologized. Although it sounded like he called the Jets and didn't call Zach Wilson. Like it just you said he reached out to I think the Jets. Just do something. I don't. I actually don't even think he's got to call Zach Wilson. But the fact that he acknowledged what he did was yeah. loser-like. I just, I don't, I didn't care for that. And Rob Sala said that um, all good uh, with uh, what Rodney Harrison uh, apologized. Moving we're, on. We're all good at moving on. So I just thought there was a couple of nice things there uh, about Zach Wilson. Going Encouraging back. things. What was the quote from Mahomes again? Mahomes said, um, hey, play like that all year, dog. It's just funny when you think about the two. Mahomes just turned 28. Zach Wilson's 24. Mm-hmm. And they are in two different stratospheres yes. in their careers. And that's something. They play the same position, Jerry. They do. But they're worlds apart they are worlds at this apart. moment. You are not kidding. Then I also thought it was cool. Alan Lazard talked about. Aaron Rodgers, you know, showing up yeah. to the game before mm-hmm. the Jets played the Chiefs. And he said he just came into the team room like Batman. He's got an aura about him, Jerry. Well, we always talk about that. About aura? Some guys have it. Some don't. And it's, I mean, it's fine if you don't. Most don't. The ones that do, though, it's like when you have guests here. Yes. When we used to do that a lot. Some guests would walk in. Oh, who's that? Then other ones walk in like, holy crap, like when Shaq was here. I will never forget that day. Aura. There was a buzz in the building that Shaquille O'Neal was here. And everywhere he walked, people were looking around corners. And there's just, yeah, there's something about it. Hulk Hogan, also big aura guy. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Mike Tyson, big aura guy. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that anymore. Well, the weird thing with Mike Tyson versus Shaq, like you said, people wanted to see Shaq. Mike Tyson is still a little scary. I don't disagree with that, but I don't know how relevant he is anymore. Yeah. And I feel like he's kind of, I don't know. His aura is that if he wanted to drop you. Oh, he could. He could. In literally a blink. And while Shaq could as well, you don't think he would? No, because he's too nice. Too nice. Mike Tyson still has. Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson still. Mike Tyson. Yes. He used to punch people in the face for a living. Correct. Boomer Sykes, the football player? The well, football I know about player. Him, but I ain't no, no goddamn Boomer radio station jock. <laughs> that was when Mike Tyson called in, and I was trying to explain to him that he would be talking to Boomer and Carton, and Boomer was. Uh, Boomer Sykes. Football player had no idea what I was talking about. This is a relationship that men and pigeons had before Christ. Yep, even before Jesus was around, Jerry. How about Man that? and pigeons. How about that? Got together. Do you think that's true? Before Jesus was born? Yeah. This is a que- this is a religious question. Yeah. People did walk the earth. But if this is I'm being serious. I'm not trying to like if Jesus if the the religion is that Jesus created man, how was there man well, before Jesus? Well, God created Jesus? man. Jesus. God created man. Not Jesus. God created man. Right. And then after a while, he made Jesus. Why not make Jesus right first? <laughs> I don't know well. But it's also the Holy Trinity, three gods, oh. one person, the whole thing. Yeah, it gets so confusing. You can, yep. So and I went to Catholic school. <laughs> right, you should be helping me. 13 years. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen, what can I tell you? I don't remember anything. Especially when my kids do it. Well, not, a, not Matthew, but when Joseph's going to religious class, can you help me with this? No, I can't. No, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. Where's Google? <laughs> That's how I can help you. There are certain stories I remember, but most of them I, I don't. Yeah, and there are some that will make you, and some, a lot that will really make you scratch your head. Yeah. No question. Like the book of Job. Sure. Let's take a break.
my head's going to explode right now. Um, when we come back, Boomer and Gio will be standing by. We'll have one final stop. We're going to get to Tom Thibodeau. That's Al is going to break down Tibbs from yesterday. Right now, Odyssey Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence, brought to you by Jackpocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. We're talking New York quarterbacks. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. I've got about a minute or so left. Boomer and Geo standing by. Al, go ahead, break down the Knicks. I have no Knicks for you, oh. Jerry, but uh, anytime someone from the 1980s uh, that I'm aware of passed away, I always like to be like, uh, like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. What about this one, Jerry? Do you remember Russ Francis? Yeah, he died in a plane crash, right? Former tight end, Patriots Niners. Yeah. yeah, he did die in a plane crash. By the way, he was 70. And uh, they're still not sure whether he was flying or Mm -hmm. his friend, who's also quite up there, Jerry. Quite up there. You're 54. I know I'm not going to fly a plane. But I don't. I thought you like your pilots with gray hair. I do. I do like a gray-haired pilot. All right. This is what I thought was interesting about this. uh, You just made him a 70-year-old sound like he's 110. No, I'm just saying, when you're 70, you probably shouldn't grab the wheel of an airplane. Why? I don't know. He's not decrepit. He is not decrepit. Come on now. Plus, Stop. he was a pro pro football player, Jerry. Exactly. And how about this? They uh the, they talked to his brother, who said of Russ Francis, Jerry, flying was my brother's lifelong passion, and perhaps a fitting way for him no, to go. I, I don't That's what he that. said. I hate, I hate when people say that. A fitting way for him to to go. He he died. There's only one he, fitting way to go when yeah. you're 90 and you die in your sleep. No, you're supposed to die loving what you do. Like Eddie probably will will die at that. At the board. <laughs> or playing golf with your sons and father. And get, I'm get still here. In the face I'm the, still uh, here. Ball. I'm still here. Eddie will, like, die hitting, like, a penis drop. Like, it'll just go penis and then, <laughs> he goes, oh, no, Eddie's gone. <laughs> Died doing what he loved. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.